Hello and welcome to the Croydon Vineyard podcast. Just before we dive into the talk, we want you to know that you are so welcome and that we'd love to hear from you and be in touch. You can reach us at croydonvineyard.org.uk, click contact or head over to the events page where you can connect with us at one of our online or in-person events. Over to the talk now as we go into the series to the promised land on foot. We're looking at the book of Deuteronomy, a book that shows us the concept of journey. If you're watching this and you don't yet call yourself a Christian, let me just tell you, God's invitation to you is to let him take you on a journey. He wants to claim you. He wants to claim, he wants to rescue you from all the stuff in your life that feels too big for you, too great for you. He wants to rescue you from that. He wants to claim you and say you're his very own. He loves you and embraces you. He wants to command you and show you, go here, do it this way. Here's the future I have for you. It's a wonderful future. He wants to carry you and help you be there. And he says, one day you will get there. If you're a Christian watching this, I hope you're getting the idea of journey. Church, God wants to teach us things and take us to a place where we be like him on the earth. We reach the goal of becoming like Christ, like Jesus, jealous for God, compassionate like God in every way. But if you, like me, have been trying to walk this journey to the promised land on foot, you will know there's three challenges that often come up. And the book of Deuteronomy is totally upfront about this. Three challenges. The first one is ambiguity. There's times on your journey where you just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I look and I think, do I go here? Do I do that? This just feels cloudy. It's ambiguous. There's an ambiguity on our journey. You know those moments? You think, what would God have me do here? I just, I don't know what to do. The second challenge that the book of Deuteronomy says we face on our journey is weakness. We're weak, we're weak people. I remember my granddad, a wonderful man, he's died now, but he was from Yorkshire and when he was getting old, he used to love going out for walks. And as we've been going out for walks, often he'd go, oh, Bayek, I'm puffing. Bayek, I'm puffing. And that, we'd have to stop. His body was weak. He couldn't do all he wanted to do. He was weak. And sometimes the, the hill was too big for him or the, the, style he wanted to climb over was too high for him. And the book of Deuteronomy just says sometimes there'll be opponents, there'll be situations. It's just too hard. Bayek, we're puffing. It's an obstacle on the journey, isn't it? And the third obstacle on the journey, which the book of Deuteronomy shows us, is that sometimes we just fail. Sometimes there's abject failure. This is what God wanted us to do, and we have failed to do it. You know those moments? You think, why did I say that thing I said then? That just came out of my mouth in anger. I just lashed out. I'm damaged with what I said. That's not what God wanted me to say. Maybe it's sexual sin, like David, who sees a nice, ooh, nice lady on a roof, and he thinks I'm going to get her. 
and he goes and he sleeps with her, gets her pregnant, and then she's like, oh my word, and it just spirals, and he then finds the, the woman's husband and kills him and tries to do a cover-up. The woman's name's Bathsheba. You know those moments? The truth is all of us on our journey have those moments of failure. Hopefully, for many of us, it, it isn't quite as hugely dire as killing the husband of the woman we've been having an affair with. But it's all failure. It's all failure. And even for David, there was provision for God for that. And this is the story of Deuteronomy. Here's ambiguity, weakness, and failure. And God will make provision for you on the journey. There's his mercy provides that you can overcome ambiguity, you can overcome your weakness, you can overcome even your failure. What is the provision of God on the journey? Well, right at the core of the book of Deuteronomy, in the most famous bit, the Shema, which is from chapter 6, and also right at the core of the Ten Commandments, the Fifth Commandment, there's a call to community. Community is God's provision to get you through the journey. Did you know that? I don't know. I still find it shocking. Because I was raised, maybe you were too, as part of the Star Wars generation. I'm 40 and the Star Wars generation were the movies where we watched and in the first three films, when it really comes down to it, Luke Skywalker, the central hero, when it really comes down to it, when he has to go off and defeat Darth Vader, he says, I've got to do this alone. He has his friends around him, Han Solo and Leia and Chewie and the droids but he says when it really comes to it I've got to do this alone and our generation certainly from 40 below we we heard from you know James Bond Jason Bourne all these great characters they went and did it alone and so our narrative is on the journey you will probably you probably should go it alone and the, the call of God, the provision of God on your journey is community. It's community. Let me explain this. God says right at the core of the Ten Commandments, the Fifth Commandment, honour your father and mother, a community built by God over your life. Honour them so that it may go well with you, so that you may live long in the land. And Deuteronomy chapter 6 says this, so that the children can go well in the land, so that you may enjoy long life. The Lord is one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. These commands I give to you today are beyond your hearts and depress them upon your children and everywhere you go. What God is saying is this, build community. His provision for how you walk this journey is through your community. Don't listen to the Star Wars generation. Instead, listen to the Lord. Deuteronomy tells us the Ten Commandments and then it goes into detail of what does that actually mean. And what we realize in the book of Deuteronomy from chapters 17 to 19 is that honour your father and mother is not just about your biological parents, which is a relief for some of us, because let's be honest, some of our biological parents are trash. They were terrible. They taught us terrible things. Some were good. But it's not just the biological parents that God wants to provide. What God in his provision brings is the community of faith. 
our wide community. And in chapters 17 to 19, he, he talks about three different roles, prophets, priests, and kings. And the prophets overcome your amb- ambiguity by speaking to you the truth of God. God puts prophets in communities to speak the truth of God to help people who just don't know what to do. God puts in communities priests so that when the people have just failed, they've just abjectly failed, the priests can come and say, here's forgiveness, here's forgiveness, here's forgiveness. The Lord forgives you. You're clean from all your sin. God puts priests in communities. And God puts kings in community. The role of the king to protect, provide protection. God provides in community the forgiveness of sins through the priests, the clarity of the truth about who he is and where he's going, and the protection from the things of when we're puffing, when we're puffing. And so God's call to the people is walk this journey on community, as a community, together. Honour the community. Honour it. And we've had a time of COVID, haven't we, where we just haven't been able to meet physically. And many of us are looking at our lives and thinking, what's going to be at the core of our life from here on in? What are we going to do with our Sunday mornings? Now, we as a church really want you to give your Sunday mornings to gathering with the community of people so you can receive the forgiveness, so you can hear and receive protection, so you can hear and receive truth. We want that so we going to the Valley Park View Cinema, as you know, a place that we hope and we believe is just going to be super comfortable, easy to get to, and we want you to make it a priority that your Sunday mornings won't be for other things. It won't be just once a month or every now and then. This will be a weekly thing. You come and you say, yes, I will receive what I need, the grace and the mercy of Jesus through the community. And we're also not just gathering on that Sunday, but we're investing in leaders who can bring the forgiveness, the protection, and the truth of Jesus to people around us. You already know Tina, the amazing work she and the kids team do. Our children need these things. Bring your kids to church. They need these things and Tina and the team will provide them. They'll help provide them alongside you as parents. But we're delighted to say that we also are investing in a new youth pastor. Lara Sukumbi, you can see her details on the screen, is joining us in August. And we're so delighted because we know that young people, teenagers, have really suffered in this time of COVID. And we want as a church to do all we can to be people who protect, who provide safety, who give truth amidst just such ambiguity who release forgiveness, just so many options to heap guilt and shame on yourself and teenagers now, they need the forgiveness. And so we would love you to just pray for Lara, pray for the youth team, pray for this, it would be a moment where young people in Croydon can truly be ministered to by us.
God wants to help them walk the journey. He wants to carry them. It's through us that this happens. And that brings me really to my final point. As well as saying, come on, let's not be like the Star Wars generation. Let's buy in, let's be in the community. Let's develop a thick web of relationships so we can receive from others truth and protection and confirmation and assurance of forgiveness from Jesus. As well as those things, if we really look at this, we realize there's a flip side. Because Jesus is also then saying, you and I, church, if you're part of the church of Jesus, part of what he's asking us to do is to be his ministers to minister these things to other people. Do you know, as well as being a Star Wars generation, I think we're a single ladies generation. You know the Beyonce song, if you really want it, put a ring upon it. If you really want it, put a ring upon it. I think we're, I see that to some extent in our generation. We say to people, if you want me, you've got to commit to me first. You commit to me and then maybe I'll, maybe I'll respond. Independent woman. And do you know, there's some things that have been overthrown by that which are really good. But what Jesus says to us is this, we have the ring. We are the ones, we have the ring and we can say to others, I'll put a ring on your finger. I'll put the ring of forgiveness on you before you commit to me, before you show me that you're in, I'm in it for you. I'll release the forgiveness of Jesus to you repeatedly, consistently. I'll, I'll protect you. I'll stand guard. I'll try and watch over you. I'll give you that ring and I'll put it on your finger before you give me yourself. Maybe it's truth, maybe the ring of truth, like that I'll put that on you, I'll do my best to speak the words of life to you, to, to commit to doing that for you before you commit to me. What Jesus, I'm convinced, is wanting to do in our church right now is to raise up people who will say, I'll put the ring on it before I know what you're going to do. We'll be people who will give, who commit to being his ministers of his grace to one another and to the people around us. The truth is, the journey from captivity to the promised land is on foot. It can feel slow and hard. There can be moments of real ambiguity there can be moments of just, I don't know what to do. There can be moments of just deep failure where we look at our lives and think, how could I have got myself into this position? How could I have done that? There'll be moments where we're puffing. By heck, we're puffing. Jesus wants to minister. He's provided his mercy to help us, to carry us through those times. But the ministers of the mercy of Jesus are you and me. We are the ones. We care for one another and we care for others. We put the rings on it. We put the ring on it. So I want to pray.
So let's pray. Let's pray. Jesus, I ask that you would make us a community who love one another. You said your new commandment is love one another. Jesus, I ask that the prophetic ministry that speaks truth to one another would grow and grow in strength. Lord, I pray for the, the kind of leadership role that stands guard, that acts like a shepherd, watching over one another. Wouldn't just be for a few, but Lord, all of us. We'd all minister and act in that way towards one another. Lord, I pray for that, just that forgiveness, the forgiveness of sins, that you would more and more help us release forgiveness to one another. Jesus, you have high hopes for your church. You've given us a wonderful privilege. You're taking us to an incredible place. Let us be all you want us to be in this time. In Jesus' name.